The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to securely grow your marketing efforts. Joining us is Yoel Israel, who is the founder of Wadi Digital, which is a full-service agency that specializes in LinkedIn ads, Google ads, lead generation, SEO, link building, and social media marketing with a focus on technology companies. Yoel is also the creator of Cyfluencer, which is a cybersecurity influencer marketing platform. And today, Yoel and I are going to discuss LinkedIn and other lead gen strategies. All right, here is my first conversation with Yoel Israel, founder of Wade Digital. Yoel, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, buddy. I'm happy to be on. Excited to have you as our guest. Thanks for staying up late. You are not only in Israel, but it is your last name as well. A lot of people ask me, was that a marketing move? And I would like to say sure, but the answer is no. But <laughs> Well, look, everybody here appreciates you staying up, burning the midnight oil to be our guests. And not only are you staying up doing podcasting, you're also building some interesting things in terms of the collaboration of cybersecurity and marketing. Let's start off and talk about kind of the basic blocking and tackling of your marketing agency, Wade Digital. You're focused on LinkedIn, Google Ads, all sorts of lead gen services. Talk to me about how you think about marketing mix and what are the channels that you're going to today in 2021 to drive technology company growth? Well, there's actually a lot of different channels that people have to be looking out for. First and foremost, I like to actually segment when you say technology growth. Many people think about the B2C companies, right? You think about Silicon Valley, the household names are often B2C. The companies that we work with are actually B2B. Um, the overwhelming, the technology that serves the technology companies that you know. So any of your wearables, your iPhone, your Google, your Twitter, all those tech companies, we don't generally work with those companies. We work with the technology companies that serve other businesses. Basically, things that keep your lights on, security, AI, big data, processing, things of those sorts. The platform that people, for them, they're most likely to target people on is actually LinkedIn. One of the probably the bigger mistakes that people are making is that they're trying to think, oh, where is my audience? But there's a problem. Even if more of your audience of let's say it's on Facebook as an example or Twitter, it's much harder to target them than on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you can choose exactly who you want to target. You can choose what job titles and what companies. You can target chief executives at like Fortune 500 companies easily and accurately on LinkedIn. You can't do that for other platforms. I have some mixed emotions about LinkedIn. 
For a B2B marketing platform, it's great because you can look for specific companies, filter by specific roles. You really get that sort of level of granularity. I also have some questions about whether LinkedIn has enough of an interest in content, whether those ads actually get consumed and clicked. Have you seen the interaction, essentially the click-through rates and engagements from ads on LinkedIn being comparable to what you might see on a Google or Facebook? Yes, you can target the right person, but are they interacting as much? Well, I don't think there's really interaction in Google ads per se, but no, it's different because again, there's a difference when you're targeting someone for a B2B purpose as opposed to a B2C purpose. So as an example, let's say I'm a sports fan. I'm a Phillies fan, right? I was born and raised in Philly. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Still holding on to that 2008 World Series. So if you showed me an ad, something about the Phillies, to me, on Facebook, it's relevant. You know I'm a fan. It's easy to target me for that. I can now literally saw something cool, a cool deal or something on some merchandise. I can now think of and tag probably another 100 friends that I grew up with that are also Phillies fans. If you're targeting me on LinkedIn as a cybersecurity marketer, which is accurate, exactly what I do, how many other cybersecurity marketers do you know? So I can't really tag them and say, hey, check this out. And often when you do, sometimes they might be more competitors in a sense, not consumers. So it's actually the engagement of ads are going to be stronger on Facebook and Instagram than it will be on LinkedIn, just by definition of it being B2C versus B2B. Well, look, if we're targeting B2B marketers, I've done some B2B marketing, mostly for the MarTech podcast recently, and we use Facebook and the click-through rates are something like, you know, four to eight percent when we really get our targets dialed in and our creative. By engagement rates, sure, there is who is playing with your ad, if there's any sort of interactive element, whether they're watching a video or opening it up and having an in-platform experience. I'm actually thinking about the throughput. When I run an ad on LinkedIn, as opposed to when I run an ad on more of a commercial platform like Facebook or Instagram, are you seeing the same sort of click-through rates? Are you actually getting the same throughput for your ads? No, not even close. Your click-through rates on Facebook's going to be much higher. However, that being said, LinkedIn is a CPC model and Facebook's a CPM model. So you're paying for the throughput. The other problem that I have is LinkedIn's ads tend to be very expensive. They have the floor of their, I don't remember whether it's a CPM floor or CPC floor, but CPC floor, CPC floor tends to be really expensive. So walk me through why marketing on the LinkedIn platform is seen as better. Obviously, you can refine your targeting to be by job title, to be by company, which is valuable, but you're also not necessarily driving the same engagement to reach the same people you can use other platforms for. I understand what you're saying, but let me give you an example. You might want to advertise, let's say, Bose headphones on Facebook, but they probably, they might make a hundred bucks on the self. Well, that might be, let's say, their margins, let's say, on the, one of their new headphones. Mm -hmm. On LinkedIn, your sales cycle is longer. You're targeting people that are much more coveted, big decision makers, and your ACVs are usually in the hundred thousands of dollars minimum. I tell people, if you don't have an ACV of at least $50,000, don't even touch LinkedIn. Yeah, that's the problem that I have. And maybe I'm looking at this as a lens of I'm selling ten dollars to $20,000 sponsorship packages. Right. So you can do a little bit. I mean, in general, you need an ACV. Like if we don't work with people, you need to have at least a seven, dollars $10,000 ad budget plus our retainers, another $4,000 a month minimum. So you're going to need just to break even. And with the calls per clicks being very high, like I said, that's why you need such a high ACV. Also, they have a longer sales cycle. But if you're just running it yourself, assuming you know what you're doing, you shouldn't have a problem with a small ACV. It's a little bit of branding, exactly targeting the right people. There are ways that you can get your messaging right in front of the right people. 
there is a way to do it and it can be worthwhile. But in general, the real moneymaker, the real opportunities for LinkedIn ads are those for larger companies that have an ACV $50,000 or more. All right. So there's kind of a floor in terms of who LinkedIn is targeting for their ad platform. And they are primarily B2B companies that have five to six figure minimum ACVs. Talk to me about what are some of the practices that you're using in LinkedIn that are driving efficiency? What's the strategy? You need a funnel is really the way to go. I mean, you can easily do lead generation forms that's really help with conversion rates and really capture the details and information that you need. There are challenges with business emails because many people don't have business emails right now on LinkedIn. They use the personal emails because it's their profile. However, you should know they are going to be introducing in their product roadmap when you change companies. They're going to ask for your new business email, so therefore the targeting will be better. But you want to make funnels. So kind of similar maybe to Facebook and YouTube kind of has this feature too, is that you make a good product video about your product and then target your audience very specifically. Anyone that watches, say, 50% in one minute of your video, that means they stopped in their newsfeed, watched for a minute in their newsfeed. You want to remarket to them. Use that audience and then to send them maybe a gated piece of content or maybe try to get them on a live to get them to, let's say, download a case study. And then those that downloaded their case study, I would then remarket to them in their feed to show them an actual live demo, like the main parts. They can actually see, imagine what it would look like on the other end of speaking to a salesperson, take the pressure off. And if they click through on the ad, they should be have the opportunity to schedule a demo. That's one way that you can kind of set it up and succeed on LinkedIn. I was listening to a podcast with AJ Wilcox, friend of the MarTech podcast. Great guy. LinkedIn expert, wonderful guy. It was on the social media examiner, Michael Stelzner's podcast. And they were talking about remarketing on LinkedIn. And AJ had a really interesting point that LinkedIn is great for targeting the people that you want to reach, right? You can filter by company, you could filter by title, years of experience, you know, whatever really hone in your targets. And when you drive that initial engagement, you can use that if you're getting somebody to your website, you can use the other social media platforms, the Facebooks, the Googles to actually retarget the consumers. So really what he was saying is that there's efficiency to basically use LinkedIn to get an initial sort of top of funnel hand raise from somebody that is in your target market. And then when they actually get to your website, then you could use some of the other retargeting platforms that are a little bit more efficient in terms of cost to stay in front of them. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Have you tried to combine any of the LinkedIn and other social media platforms instead of just saying, I got engagement on LinkedIn, now I'm going to retarget you on LinkedIn? I actually wrote about this in 2016, how you use LinkedIn for targeting and then Google for remarketing. By the way, everyone we do LinkedIn for, we do Google too. Google's further down funnel, especially with the search intent, it's imperative because the messaging that we're going to be using in our ads for LinkedIn, we want to make sure it's consistent in Google search and be able to feed them there when they, they go search for those phrases later, assuming that they didn't convert to saw your ad. So there's a pro and a con. The pro is that you can target people on LinkedIn, remarket to people that have been to a certain page, and then the cost per clicks on, let's say, Google Display banners remarketing, uh, you know, easily fall into two bucks a click. No problem. Beautiful. Much cheaper than you might be paying for the 20 bucks a click on LinkedIn. However, what if your competitor came to your website that you cookied them, or they're not the target audience, or they're too small, or they're junk leads? You see, remarketing on LinkedIn is unique. You can do remarketing, but you can also say, I'm only going to target, you know, remarketing anyone that's been to this page, my pricing page, or any other page like you can do on any other platform. But we're going to layer on the following things. If you have to have a job function of an engineer or an IT, your seniority needs to be a director plus, and you need to work at a company that has at least 1,000 employees and $10 million in revenue. And only they will see my ads. So the majority of your ads actually for remarketing aren't even relevant to begin with. They're not pre-qualified. And often when they come in as leads, they're wasting your time of your SDR and your marketing team trying to qualify them. Because quantity is important and price is important, but quality is even more important. If you want to piss off sales, don't send them leads. If you really want to piss them off, send them shitty leads. <laughs> That's a good point. I do think that the point AJ was making is if you have this fine-tuned targeting on LinkedIn, if you're using a landing page or a landing page experience that basically is only created for that LinkedIn ad, then the only people that are getting it are in your target so you can feel comfortable retargeting them. Right. There's actually another workaround. If you put in your UTMs, let's say LinkedIn, mm -hmm. so you know what I mean, for your source mediums, your source, you put LinkedIn, medium CPC, let's say, and then you can retarget on Google people that have the URL that contains LinkedIn. And then only people that came through any of your LinkedIn ads, and you know your LinkedIn ads is a certain targeting, then you can do that. But keep in mind then your audience is going to be much smaller, and I think you need a thousand people in order to remarket to, and your audience and Google, which makes it difficult for some people, you need a thousand clicks from LinkedIn that also Google can recognize who they are with their cookies, and they're not using UTM stripping like they have in the hidden sections in Chrome and Firefox, or they're using other things like Brave, which, which strips your UTMs and privacy that strip these remarketing and cookie features, then you're not going to be able to get to them anyway. So it is a challenge. So let's do the math on that. If you need a thousand clicks and your average click is $20 on LinkedIn, now you're looking at 20 grand to create your remarketing audience. Am I doing the math right? 20 times thousand, correct. There we go. So you're looking at a $20,000 remarketing list, but you know that that $20,000 remarketing list is something that is pretty damn refined. So again, we get into depends what your average order value is, and that's how you can rationalize running remarketing on other platforms. $20,000 is not a lot of ad spend. That's the funny thing on LinkedIn is that if you're in the black, if you're making money as a B2B company, and if you're doing proper LinkedIn ads, you will make money. 
it will take a few months. You need to optimize. You need to find out what leads are becoming an opportunity, what demographics are. But just by putting your LinkedIn Insight tag on your website, you can actually find out the data of the right people doing the right thing. So if you put the LinkedIn Insight tag on your website and you make different audience for different pages, let's say you have a pricing page or a demo page, and then you can actually see the demographics, the LinkedIn demographics, the companies, the job sizes, the seniority, the job functions, job titles of those individuals that came to your pricing page, whether they came from your ads or from another source. Now you're able to actually refine those. Now you're able to refine that audience and then feed it back into your targeting on LinkedIn. And then you start to understand why you can easily be spending 15 to $45 a click. So walk me through some of the other channels. I know that we mentioned LinkedIn is the primary growth strategy for lead gen in B2B. Are there other channels that you're using as well? Well, yeah, we're also using Google ads. YouTube ads is probably the most underrated way to get attention for B2B marketing. Unfortunately, the Google Display Network has very terrible targeting when it comes to B2B. You're not able to really get good intent. However, remarketing is very inexpensive. The big barrier to YouTube, YouTube is so cheap because there's so many people that are making YouTube videos that want to post ads on it. So the supply and demand is actually in the favor of the advertiser. The barrier to entry, though, is actually creating the video. That's where people get it wrong. That's why so many people don't advertise on YouTube is because it's expensive to create the video and to have someone to run the ads or hire a firm or someone knows what they're doing to run the ads. But then YouTube is fantastic for B2B as a touch point to help you close a deal. That's it. When it comes to lead gen, Google's very good, but it's a fantastic touch point. The most cost-effective touch point is YouTube remarketing for B2B. Okay. So you're looking at Google search is great for top of funnel. LinkedIn's targeting is also great top of funnel. You're looking at a CPC model for that. And you're saying that YouTube is your remarketing channel along with, we mentioned Google ads also as well. I'm assuming Facebook might be in there, but you're not necessarily looking at YouTube as a top of funnel lead generation. It's more of a re-engagement type ad. That's correct. It's to stay top of mind because especially these sales cycles are very long. Like I said, I'm not buying headphones here. I'm talking about buying a technology solution that's going to cost me $100,000 a month. There's risk involved. There's technology involved. There's a lot of players involved, and it's a huge decision. There's implementation, and it's probably a decision that's going to be with your company for many years. There's a longer sales cycle. Therefore, you need to continue to have those touch points in front of them. There's a study by LinkedIn that said you need 11 touch points until you get a good lead. That's how many times you need to see your ad. So give me some other out-of-the-box channels. I know we've covered the big ones, the Facebooks, Googles, YouTubes of the world. Are there any other channels that you're relying on to reach B2B marketers? By the way, just uh, Google competitor search is also very good low funnel. And Google search remarketing is also very powerful for low funnel. Because I know you said Google search is top funnel. And it is in a sense, but it's got very good features for lower funnel. Quora is absolutely phenomenal. I love Quora. You're not going to get nearly the scale. Not as many people are on Quora, but they have really unique targeting features. So let's say you're looking for what are the best EDR cybersecurity solutions. For example, that might be a question on Quora. You can cookie anyone who's ever viewed that question and then advertise to them on other questions. So they don't have to be on that question. You can also advertise them on that question. But if they ever viewed that question, you would only view that question if you're in market. And now you can advertise to them. And Quora is also developing their audience network, which is expanding. That's interesting. Yeah, Quora is another one that it's one of those things that I've always wanted to test. I love it. I've been doing it forever. It's not great for lead gen. It's amazing for thought leadership also because you're answering questions. Let me give a hack to your people. I don't tell people this. Don't worry. It's just between me and our listeners. I have someone that comes and he sends me through a bunch of core questions that are related to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I then answer them in the LinkedIn post. That's an idea. They're feeding me LinkedIn posts. He then takes my LinkedIn post, repurposes it, adds a couple screenshots, and answers the core question. Because Google crawls core up. It doesn't call LinkedIn posts. It crawls LinkedIn articles, but I'm talking LinkedIn posts. Mm-hmm. So instead of me answering it in the formal Quora format, which is not me, I'm not such a formal guy, 
I'm answering it like freestyle in the LinkedIn post, which gets very strong engagement. And there's a lot of questions and views on this question. And then I'm also answering, and then someone then goes repurpose it, formalizes it, adds some screenshots and puts it on Quora because Google crawls one, not the other. And so you can literally double, you don't have to rewrite it. So you're basically answering the question, but publishing the content in two different places, but Google's only crawling at once. Right. And I'm only answering it at the place that's easy for me. And you know, this is a good question. It's a burning question because you can just tell. So if you're out of information, hey, I really want to post thing on LinkedIn about whatever your subject is. Mm-hmm. So let's say autonomous driving. Let's say you're doing that. We have some clients for autonomous driving. You just go over, search autonomous driving, see what some questions are about that. If you're a thought leader, answer that post. And then you can do it yourself. Copy, paste, put it in there or have someone else do it and answer it on Quora. But then they'll also add some supportive photos into the body of the answer just to make it look a little better and then it gets better traction. Those do very well in Quora. The longer answers with photos get upvoted better and have longer view and dwell time. LinkedIn articles, you can do that too, but in the LinkedIn post, you can't. Interesting hack. All right. Yoel, I appreciate you walking us through some of your tricks for driving B2B growth. And we're going to bring you back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about the other side of your business about cybersecurity. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Yoel Israel, founder of Wade Digital and Cyfluencer. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Yoel and I are going to discuss cybersecurity and marketing integrity. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Yoel, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Yoel T. Israel. That's Y-O-E-L-T-I-S-R-A-E-L. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Wade Digital, W-A-D-I-D-I-G-I-T-A-L.com. Or you could also visit his cybersecurity influencer marketing platform, Cyfluencer, C-Y-F-L-U-E-N-C-E-R. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.